good time of the day. Welcome to another episode of And When I Say I Mean, I'm your co-host Austin. And I am your other co-host Adrian. Welcome to yet another week. I have had, I think, one of the more stressful weeks of my life. That doesn't sound good. Why is it stressful? It was stressful because I have put down mousetraps. And I am just, I am deathly afraid of actually catching a mouse. That's Um, fair. I can't believe that you've done this. I know. I think it's just going to be, I I am hoping to never catch any mice. I, I have gone probably five days now. Uh, with and uh, so I was I was like hmm I don't have any peanut butter and I don't really want to buy peanut butter so I'm just gonna get these sticky ones uh, because they say they're pre-baited but then I was thinking about it and I was like what do I do with the mouse then Mm-hmm. And apparently the answer is you drown them. And I'm like, am I just going to be drowning mice in my toilet? Austin, you, you need to get out of this situation. I know. I can't uh, yeah. believe you've been living in this for five There's, days. I, 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 I have it at the top of my steps. And every time I crest those steps, I look and I'm just just, just so worried there's going to be a mouse there. You need to get rid of it. Because yeah. the time is going to come and there's going to be a mouse there and you're not going to know what to do. Yep. And, you're, you, I'm, and you don't want to drown a mouse. I don't know. That sounds like the worst thing ever. I, I I hear you, man. I I. Why is it still there? Get rid of it. Just, like we should stop right now, just okay. so you can get rid of that mouse. Listen, there. last time I was saying, no, it's fine. I'm just gonna live and let live with this mouse. Uh-huh. And, and literally, like everyone that I talked to was like, Austin, you gotta take care of this mouse problem. These mice are gonna destroy your house. Where there's one mice, there's gonna be millions of mice. Your house <laughs> is just mice now. There's nothing but mice. Your walls are mice. Your floors are mice. Your air mattress is mice. You have got to do something about this. Are you still sleeping on an air mattress? Yes, I'm still sleeping on an air mattress. What am I going to buy a mattress for for nine weeks? I don't know. Anyways, so then now you... So I got these these mousetraps to appease the the hordes of people Mm -hmm. telling me how to live my life and how these mice should live their lives, which Mm. is dead. And now it is it is it's a nightmare. Why can't you why can't you like create some kind of catch and release mousetrap where like you don't have to kill it? Um, I I don't want to deal with it. Okay, that doesn't make any sense because in the current state you're in, you're still gonna have to deal with it. Um, yeah, so... I know it's it's it's. Uh, it's not it's not ideal no this sounds miserable yeah so that that has been stressful but just my life is is not very stressful in general so mm-hmm. which is nice that this can be one of my more stressful weeks mm-hmm. okay i'm still sorry that seems rather terrible yeah thank you thank you it has been it has been troubling I'm um, so sorry. and i haven't even had to kill a mouse yet mm-hmm mm-hmm um, so when I do, uh, yeah, just, just pray for me. Okay. I will be, I will be destroyed. That sounds, I just don't think that you should put yourself in that scenario. Uh, yeah, I've thought about, I've got the box still that these mousetraps came in. Mm-hmm. I was thinking of just, whoop, just sliding them back in there. Yeah, that's what I recommend. Um, get okay. that, throw it in the trash, burn them, okay. whatever you need okay. to do. I'm just, I, so I don't you, have... I, actually, I do have a ton of lighters. Are you? 
<laughs> Are you familiar with how a Horcrux is created? Um, isn't it like you, ambiguous, but maybe that you cannibalize the person that you kill? Um, uh, the the it is kind of ambiguous, but it's insinuated that you have to kill someone, and then part of your soul is like ripped apart. This is what I'm yeah. imagining is going to happen to you in the event that a mouse gets trapped in there. I, I know. Is that you're going to have to kill it and it will destroy your soul. I, and you can't put it back together. Listen, this is why it has been the most stressful week of my life. Austin, I just, I just wish, like, I seriously just want to pause the recording right now. So that have you me go, go up and hide, put and those mouse traps away. Mouse trap. I can't, I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay with that if you are. Okay. Here. Let's do it right now. Okay, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna stop this. No, just let it run. And then I'll just cut it out later. I was so fearful that this was gonna be the moment that there was actually a mouse, but there wasn't any. You've done it, you've 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 sealed the deal. Yes, I have done it. Okay. The yeah, I I was out I was I was so worried I was gonna get to the top of the stairs. I have two of them. And there was gonna be mice there, but the oh, the mouse goodness. traps are gone. Okay. Oh, okay. Celebrate can, good times. We can relax. Come on. We can relax. <laughs> I, I mean, I still think it's fair to say that you can probably maybe try to deal with this. I just don't want you to, you know, have yeah. to drown No, mice. I appreciate that. But it, was, it's, yeah. it had been like, you know, five days with those traps out. So either those traps are terrible or, or you know, the mice has uh, moved on to different pastures. Yeah. Yeah, let's hope so. Let's hope so. Mm -hmm. So, do you do anything <laughs> interesting this week? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's been it's been a really good week. Um, this past weekend, we had our church conference with all of our like churches on the north in the northeast. Mm. Um, so that was really good. Wasn't in York, Pennsylvania this time. No, no, that that would have. They're in the mid-Atlantic region. Mm. So, nope, it was in Sturbridge, Massachusetts. Um, it was ridiculously hot, but luckily we got to spend almost the entire time inside the air-conditioned conference center slash hotel. Nice. Um, so that was a plus. Um, so, yeah, it was good weekend. Despite the heat, we had... The sermon kind of series, I guess, was about growing. Um, mm -hmm. So the first session was about um, Joseph and, like, growing in his gifting. And, like, it was, it was really good. We were, like, focusing on his gifts as opposed to just kind of, like, I don't know what you normally focus, focus on with Joseph. But, like, how he was younger, he had, like, these dreams and, like, like, interpreting the dreams and then when he was older he in Potiphar's house he had like this leadership and administrative administrative giftings but the like the dream interpretation we didn't really hear anything about until he gets into prison when you like or you hear about both both sets of giftings or whatever and then that's mm -hmm. when he finally is able to use those two together um and really kind of change the world. Um, and so it was kind of focusing on like, okay, what are your giftings? Um, are there time or like, are there gifts you're not using and how can you like align your gifts together to find and with your passions to find like where you're truly supposed to fit in? Um, so it was good. The second session was about, um, 
friendship basically mm-hmm. but like friendship in the sense of like this is how we sp- like spread the gospel and preach the gospel is by being good friends to people um, which is really good um, and really encouraging with like what our community group is doing on campus mm-hmm. um, and like focusing on how can we be good friends I think that one of the big things that I'm taking away from that is like not always thinking about like okay I have to be the person who gets this person across the finish line and like they so they can accept the gospel but like thinking about what are the little steps in between so like just something like having a positive interaction with the Christian or a positive experience at church like what are those little steps and then eventually those steps get them across the finish line mm-hmm. so that was really good and encouraging and then the final session on Sunday was about um, kind of it, it was like tending a garden basically and so like in order for things to grow you have to feed it you have to water it and then but you also have to like take care of it and weed out and like protect it versus against things and so like if we are like a garden or a plant in the garden growing how are we feeding and watering you know like spiritually and then how are we also like protecting it and um, keeping it safe that was really good um, got to get some like prayer afterwards which was really awesome as well so it's just a really good encouraging weekend um, and coming out of it also coming back got to get a Stroof Waffle McFlurry oh what Stroof Waffle McFlurry those are those They're... really thin waffly things uh-huh from the Netherlands hmm. so I, like, right I have heard they're good yeah and McDonald's is doing like this like international thing and so um they have like mcflurries but with stroof waffles in them so that was mm. good so that was a good the sermon time. the sermon i heard sunday was delivered by myself congratulations thank you how did that go uh i think good i was mm-hmm. trying to be more like a regular sermon person okay what does that mean um just be like more structured and um, anecdote oriented than okay. I I prefer. Mm-hmm. How did that go? Oh, good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People really <laughs> liked the anecdotes. It was awful. You seemed so. Your face when you said it was good was so funny because you're just like, I can't believe the people thought it was good. It, 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 yeah, it's just like I could I could tell that like way more people were paying attention. Pe- people were more engaged. Mm-hmm. It, by the way, you, 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 you lie so much when you're like, "Oh, I slept through class and no one noticed." Lies. You like I can tell who is like super paying attention and who is just kind of there when I'm when I'm standing there, you know. Okay. Um, well, at least I, I guess maybe I should have said my teacher didn't say anything, even if she did. <laughs> they're just being polite. <laughs> you should wake up your students if they're sleeping in your class. No, so, you know you don't know what your students are going through, man. Okay, well. Um. So, like, yeah. So it was good, but I was like, huh. I'm sorry. Well, maybe segue. Mm-hmm. Maybe you just need to find a different outlet for that. Mm-hmm. Wink, wink. Um. Anything else you want to share from this week before I transition? Um, no, you did it so seamlessly. Oh, thank you. So, 
as may be hinted at slash briefly mentioned last week, we are going to take a bit of a break for the summer. I know everyone will be sorely disappointed, but you could just you know enjoy your week without us telling you how to think. Um, or so listen to off. to past episodes. That, I don't know if you really that. want to do that. But <laughs> no, probably not. It's but like it's possible. It's possible. That's what other podcasts say when they they're taking a break. Right. Like, listen to old episodes, <laughs> which you could, but I mean, I don't know. You you can. But anyway. I I was I was thinking this week like we should Sorry really about the train. We should say more often like rate us on whatever and. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. But we're we're really a, a a poor podcast in that sense. Well, I think we are just bad at self promotion, maybe just in general. But I feel like in this as well. But I think in general, we, we d- I think in general as well, we do have reviews on iTunes. So I just learned that. Well, okay. Let me let me rephrase that. I think we have one written review. Yep. And people have given us stars. So. Mm-hmm. That's a possibility. I don't know if we have any things on Google Play. Or Thanks anything. for rating us on on Apple Podcasts. It really helps other people find our podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, so we're going to be taking off the next week, the next three weeks, after, actually, because I'm going to be gone, and then we're going to be gone again that mm-hmm. next time. So we're going to be coming back. So the next episode after this is actually a month from now. Well. Which is kind of... It's four weeks. Right. right which right. is most... It'll be... That's basically a month. Basically a month. So August 23rd. Getting ready back for school. Mm. Gearing up. I did... So I, I need to remember I promised to send someone... You know what? That's a secret. I don't want... I don't want to get a bunch of requests now. <laughs> Okay. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> okay, way to catch yourself. But the other thing I was maybe hinting at is Austin has been kind of brewing up an idea about sharing some thoughts and opinions. I don't know if you want to talk more about that now or we'll talk about it later when we come back. Um, I guess I can talk about it now. I, I just, like, I feel like my dream job is just to be an opinion columnist. And I know that some people might say that, like, oh, you shouldn't disseminate your opinions. But people read, like, I love opinion columns. Like, it, it's, it's so fun. And people pay you to just spout out your opinions on things. Like Ross Douthat, for example, a op-ed writer at the New York Times, his, you know, role is ostensibly to talk about um, politics and religion and their intersection. But he just mm-hmm. had a he just had one about Game of Thrones, and you know I loved a good complaining about Game <laughs> of Thrones. <laughs> it's true. And so that involves writing. So I'm gonna try to um, write some things. And uh, we have a blog for those of you who don't know. It may appear there. It may appear elsewhere. Yeah, um, the blog is just kind of most likely it's gonna appear somewhere else mm-hmm. because. The blog that runs this podcast is just how it's just like we a docking do station. For free. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just like I just googled how to make your own podcast mm-hmm. for free, and that's how you do it. So it'll probably be its own thing. Mm-hmm, it'll be like I'm gonna try to do like longer uh, written responses to the books that I recommend uh, because I read a lot of books and it's 
it's it's nice to take the time to write about them because it forces you to um, kind of go deeper and and spend more um, concentrated time with the book once you've finished it, um, and then try to convey what you get from the book. Um, some other things, I, yeah, I I don't know how like weird I want to be. I was writing some uh, some. So did I show you that picture of Kim Jong Un with a fedora? No. There is an amazing picture of Kim Jong Un wearing a fedora. Just Google Atlantic Photos of the Week King J- Kim Jong Un. Okay. And uh, it'll be the first hit. But it'll it'll just be a picture of a bunch of like people who are running for president. Just roll with that. Scroll down until you see a picture of Kim Jong Un um, wearing a fedora. I no. I thought it was. It, it's not the first thing I see. Yeah, I know. It's just just scroll okay, down. I found it. Yeah. So I saw this picture and I'm like, wow. There needs to be a just a series about Kim Jong Un Private Eye, uh, in which he goes and tries to solve crimes. For which he is ultimately responsible for, because he's Kim Jong Un. Right. Um. So I was, I was, not super productive at work. Um. So I have written some Kim Jong Un, PI, and it's just it's weird and horrible, and just because the main character is Kim Jong Un. So That's we'll funny. see if we'll see if like that kind of stuff ends up there too. But we'll we'll see what happens. So good, so good. So yeah, that's that's kind of I think part of the I mean part of the reason we're taking off is because we're gonna be busy, and it's nice to kind of take a little bit of break. But the other part I think too is like we want to kind of think about okay, what what all do we want to do? Um, and so if while we're off, if you have thoughts, questions, articles you want us to read, send them our way. Other thoughts about things that besides just topics, but, like, other things that you would want to, like, hear us do, potentially, I don't know, no guarantee we're going to listen to your thoughts or ideas, but we might, so send them our way, our email, and when I say I mean, at gmail.com, or tell us in person if you happen to see us. Mm-hmm. No ellipses. No ellipses. Oh, yes, within the email. Mm-hmm. The dot, dot, dots. So yeah, that's kind of our plan for the next three weeks. Um, hopefully you enjoy the summer break. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm planning Austin, to. We, I know. It's going to be great. Um, what are we talking about this week? What do you have for us? So this week we have two questions. Uh, we are going to see how much we can get to both of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, or suggestions. Uh, the first is from... Sandra from All Gray. Uh, she writes, As the trend is gaining more popularity, is the granola life more biblical than eating the average American diet? Meaning, people who eat only non-processed food, grow their own food, and try to produce less weight tend to come across as, quote, superior to the rest of society. Does this ring true according to the Bible? And why do you think they tend to come across this way? So, thank you for your question. Um... Adrian, just initial thoughts. 
Um, my initial thoughts is I feel like there's two things going on here mm-hmm. in this question. I think there's the there's the part of like how like growing your own food and gen- just generally trying to eat healthier and create less waste or whatever is perceived in the world and then the question of like and then there's the side question or the other question of like how does this reign true biblically or mm-hmm. what is this mm-hmm. what does this mean biblically um so that's kind of my initial thought and then kind of going into those i feel like so i think that it in some ways Again, I don't really know. I'm just thinking off the top of my head right now. In some ways, I feel like it's kind of like a... It's interesting. It's kind of like a fad, but it's also kind of like some... In some ways, how people have always done. So, for instance, it's interesting to think about, like, people growing their own food and, like, going farm to table or whatever. Mm -hmm. But then I think of, like, Sandra or like our family like our fam lots of our family members have big gardens mm-hmm, and like mm-hmm. frequently or farms in general and so frequently we'll just like do this and have done this for a long time as opposed to kind of like the quote unquote modern trend of doing of of this in more of a popular culture i guess i, I think people I think some people, and so because I think it's more of like a modern trend, I guess, that's where the whole idea of people thinking they're better than other people comes into play, and where I think it's kind of unfair, because it's like, okay, if you're just doing this because A, you like this lifestyle, or B, it's just healthier, because I think what Sandra was asking about, the like cla- like traditional American diet, like is just not healthy. Um, and so well, it depends, it depends on what you mean by traditional, like how like how far back are we talking traditional i don't my understanding of the question was just kind of like conventional conventional so i don't i think that that's kind of where the idea of it being like thinking you're better than other people maybe well because you're like because like people are like oh i eat only organic but i think in a lot of ways people are just trying to be healthier I don't. Know, I, I don't know. That that's fine. I. I think. I. Th- I think the perception is really interesting to me because I do think, in in lots of ways, it is, like a, better. It, it's like better for the environment. So, right. If you're doing these things that are better for the environment, like, that is better, right? So, it, in some ways, it is superior. Um, right. Well, it's also I would say it's also healthier. Right to a less right. sustainable diet, um, and so I really liked the quotes around superior because it's like I think that really reflects our more broadly um, held views towards like claims of superiority or just like knowing that something is superior and not doing it because I think that's I think that's really interesting that often like we recognize things as superior but then hate them anyway it's like like vegan people have been trying to convert people to being vegans forever um and the shift in people who are vegans is like almost nothing but like 
Yeah, okay, I understand what you're saying, but I don't know if that's, like, what the the heart of the question is, though. I think that is an interesting spinoff to the question. Right, right, but I think, like, there's that's two parts. Like, I think you can say, yes, it is superior, but I also think that there's, like, a, like, sentiment that people, like... Lord over, like Lord over. Oh yeah, that they absolutely, are absolutely. Which I, which I don't think is okay. Right, it, and I, I think that like, that um, the quotes around the superior comes from a lot of like the people who are living and can afford to live the the granola healthier diets, or like people who are already in a good spot. Like mm-hmm. it's like, hey, let's go back to subsistence farming. Right, but it's it's not subsistence farming because you have an income from somewhere else. It's like right. subsistence farming out of convenience and for better health, as opposed you, to like actually needing to survive. And like people who are struggling economically are not going to be able to af- you know afford the right. the lifestyle of the granola diet. So I, I think it you know it's interesting. It's interesting in a couple ways because I I do think we react poorly to things that are superior in general, uh, but it's also um, a lot of times when, um, like we talk about, like healthy life lifestyles as being better. It's like yes, we know they're better, but there are lots of you know mitigating factors. It like people don't always choose to live unhealthy lifestyles because they want to be unhealthy like right. there's lots of factors that uh that play into that so it's just saying like everyone should grow their own vegetables it's it's not like a practical thing for a lot right. of people right and i think that that kind of gets at what i would say is like my what i would want to take away from this like question or idea is like like don't it, it's all it all comes down to like boxing people into stereotypes right like oh you are eating or only organic so therefore you're like rich and snooty and only want to do these things but in reality it's like no you're just trying to be healthier or you only eat junk food or whatever like you only eat like this so therefore you must be terrible when in reality like that's not the case like like you're saying there's other circumstances that can be happening right so i guess like my thought would be like like actually get to understand where the person is coming from as opposed to just saying like oh okay this you try to live the granola life so you're just like this type of person or you don't do this so you're that type of person but like there's probably like everybody almost nobody is like we put labels on everything but most people aren't actually like in that specific label I don't know maybe that's not necessarily true but like I, I don't know. I I think there like there's there is some truth to most labels. Right, but I don't think it's helpful to just assume people are in that like label just because I don't know. I just don't think that that's helpful when you're interacting with people. Mm-hmm. Like if you really want to like get to know them, like labels aren't helpful at all. I don't think. Um. I don't know. Labels can be helpful. 
okay, maybe. It like it it depends on it depends on how you're using the labels. If you if it's like inclusively, then yes. But if it's exclusively, then no. Yeah, I was thinking, I guess, more negatively. I don't necessarily think of labels all that in a positive light. Well, I mean, if you if like if I were to go to San Diego Comic Con and hang out with a bunch of Trekkies, and I also happen to be a Trekkie, that mm-hmm. you know that could be a label that unites us as individuals. Right, right, right. I guess. I mean, I'm not saying it can't happen, but I, I feel like it's less like it doesn't happen as much. Maybe it does happen. Maybe I'm just negative. But I, th- and I think in the context of this question, I think it's more negative. Well, yeah, it, I, yeah, I think the question is more about like the divide between. Mm-hmm the granola life and the regular life i guess right okay so then the second part of the question is talking about is it biblical um i don't um my thoughts on that i I wouldn't say it's necessarily like strictly biblical in the sense that this is prescribed by the bible Mm mm-hmm uh, but I think you can like go to several, like you can find several different passages to, um, like, aid in this. I think like the first is like looking at creation and how we are supposed to be stewards of the earth. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think like as stewards, we therefore in some ways are responsible for it. And so if that means limiting our waste and being more um, resourceful and not just destroying the planet, I think that that is a biblical mandate. Um, And as for, like, living a healthier life, I think that that's definitely um, can be biblical as well. I think we're supposed to... I forget where it is exactly, but Paul talks about, like, honoring our bodies and not just, like, treating them terribly. So I think that includes food and how we... How we eat as well. I don't know. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I, I think. I think that the the call is to stewardship, and to live responsibly, and live in a way where you take responsibility for the earth, mm-hmm. um, and fellow creation. So I like. I think it would be good. Right, because like because it is healthier and more sustainable. Right, it's it is good if everyone was doing this. But I think you can live uh, like that. That's not necessary for a life that is sustainable and responsible. Um, like there are companies with sustainable practices, um, but uh, like again, this all this all comes at a cost. Um, so. Yeah, I, I. Yeah, I would say I would encourage people to live more sustainably because I think that's in line with our call as stewards. Mm-hmm. But I do like I do think that is an that is an issue of of secondary importance. I guess I don't know. Yeah. That's that sounds bad. It does sound bad. What do you mean by that? Um, like I don't like. If you can't afford to buy organic food, like, don't. Right. So, so I don't necessarily think that, like, 
just be so like being a good steward doesn't mean like I feel like that can be different for different people right? yeah because because you're in a different situation right? right and so like being a good steward for me might look different than it does for you or might look different from my neighbor like it, it's not like okay there's one way to be a good steward mm-hmm. of the things mm-hmm. that you've been given um, I think that that looks different for at wherever you are, and you have to look at your current situation and say, okay, what is, what does it look like for me to be a good steward in this moment or in this time or with my food or with my waste or whatever that looks like? It's going to look different from person to person, but mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that we don't, we aren't all called to be good stewards. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. So yeah, any other final thoughts on that? Um. Yeah, I, I, I think our, our tendency to reject superiority for what is typical is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I realize that's not the point of the question, but I think that's that's something interesting to think about. No, that's fair. Yeah, and I think too, just like, yeah. No, I think that's I think that's fair, mm-hmm. and I would say too, like don't, yeah, don't just think someone, don't put someone in a box just because of something you observe, like actually, get to know them and understand why they're doing it first. Mm-hmm. All right, thanks, Sandra. Don't forget to email us at our email address, and when I and say I mean. Say I mean at gmail.com our our second question comes to us from Valerie from State College she writes is seeking or she's she's not in State College this summer uh, keep up she is back in State College okay fine Um, she says is seeking knowledge for the sake of knowledge good or should we have some end goal for the good of the world in mind I'm mostly thinking of scientific research but you can go whatever way you want oh excellent thank you valerie very dangerous sentence at the very end Mm -hmm. yes because my my immediate thought is space but let's let's try to hang out within the scope okay um so zach this is for you as a scientific researcher i would say that um you don't yeah, I don't I don't think that having a goal for humanity should bound the scope of research because I I think knowing things about the universe in and of itself is good. Mm-hmm. Um and and for me that the way of looking at research as a way to extract utility um from the universe is not a model that I am comfortable with or like like to me and I I realize this is a like naive view of research but like to me research isn't about utility it's about mm-hmm. knowledge um, or like awe Mm-hmm. Um, and so to me, those should be, those should be the end goals of, or like understanding, 
because um, I think a greater understanding of reality is a useful thing always and at all times. Mm-hmm. Um, why, do you, why do you say that? Because the heavens proclaim the, the glory of the Lord. Um, mm-hmm. And so the, the deeper our understanding of reality because it reflects the glory of the Creator Mm-hmm. Uh, the, I mean, reflecting the glory of the Creator is, you know, that's that's a pretty, that's a pretty worthy goal, um, mm-hmm. and I, I think I think that's a better goal than utility, because right. utility can be used for whatever. Um, and like, I I think the the problem with thinking about utility is that it means that there can be like failure or there can be like it like so like if you can't find a use for it then it has no purpose wherein like from the perspective of like okay all things are revealing the glory of god like therefore everything has purpose everything Mm -hmm. has meaning like no matter what it's revealing the glory of the god of, of wow it's revealing the glory of god whether it's scientific research or even like discovering just like seeing beauty i was like when you were talking i was thinking about like why do we watch those like animal planet shows not animal planet but like planet earth or whatever those shows are like why do we watch those because it's just stunning it's like Mm -hmm. revealing god's beautiful creation and like be like we don't even realize it but we're just like i would argue we're like praising god when we watch that and enjoy it because we're just like in awe, like you're saying, in awe of, of just how beautiful and stunning it is. And I think that is the same for scientific research as well. Or, like, it's similar in that. It's, like, maybe it's not always, like, completely in awe. But I think, like, at least my experience, it's, like, when you are struggling with something or trying to understand it or even, like, come to the conclusion that, like, I can't understand how this works, it still reveals, like, the complexity and just like creativity and like genius behind the creation of the universe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I think that utility is a is a is a limiting is a really limiting way to look at what is useful uh, mm-hmm. because often we don't know. Like the point of research is to figure out what's going on. So. If you're like, this has to be useful before we investigate it, that's, it's like you have to, it's like you already know the answer before you're looking at something, and then that's not research. Um, I was frustrated with a, a conference I was at where talking about proposing problems, and it's like, is this feasible? Um, are people interested? And, um, some other criteria and i'm like i don't know to me the goal of of our research isn't to say this is feasible let's do it it's what's feasible like mm-hmm. and like this is again my academic bias i guess but like who cares if people are interested or not like people people it was it was so frustrating it was like uh they're always telling us 
because we need to be more customer focused. It's like, you don't know what you don't know. And I'm like, customers don't know what they don't know. Like, mm-hmm. if if you don't know what's feasible, no one's going to be interested in it. So I, mm-hmm. I asked a question because I was feeling bold. I said, so, so um, Hertz, you might know him from the unit uh, for frequency. I didn't say yep. that at the time. Uh, <laughs> You weren't feeling that. Bold. I wasn't feeling that bold, but Are same you guy. You with Hertz? Same guy. The guy. He you know. was the first person to experimentally uh, demonstrate the propagation of radio waves uh, through air. He mm. did it, and I was like, "Wow, that was wicked." I don't think anyone's gonna ever use this for anything, but how cool was that? And mm-hmm. it's like Hertz was crazy wrong. Um, he like he was f- he was fabulously wrong about the applications and the mm-hmm. desirability of his own research. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, if, if people like Hertz are saying that about their own research, like how, like how is desirability a, a good metric at all for what people right. want? Like if we, if like in this world is Hertz just like not funded and then, mm-hmm. you know, we don't have radio, we don't have radar, um, like, Lots of what, you know, modern technology is founded upon comes right. from Hertz. Right. And so by, like, limiting ourselves to what uh, our goals are, I think really uh, shuts down the process of mm-hmm. of knowing what's out there. Um, Which I think, like... I don't know, and you can disagree with this, but, like, as you're talking, like, to me, that just shows, like, just another problem with uh, materialism, because it sounds like the problem is is that people care about money. They don't really care about research. They care about money. And so, like, they're, they're wondering, okay, how can we, A, get this research funded, and B, how can we make money off of this research afterwards? Mm-hmm. So it's not, so the, the purpose isn't to discover. The purpose isn't awe, right? And, like, whether Hertz knew it or not, right, why did he do that? Because he wondered. Because mm-hmm. he wanted, like, and then he was just in awe of what he discovered. And so, like, to me, you could disagree, but it sounds like that's not the the goal of research and discovery right now. It's not because we wonder it's because to think how can we make money from it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so i think that again just like shows how materialism is so destructive right it's so pervasive that it like is taking away our awe and wonder Mm -hmm. like because we're so like worried about money and so i don't know if that's maybe tangential to what you're saying but i feel like it's just another like just frustration with materialism and how like destructive it is and like how how tight a grasp it has on us and our society and we don't mm-hmm. even realize it mm-hmm. yeah it like that it, that is frustrating me because i'm like i don't want to have to justify why i'm doing the things that i'm doing mm-hmm. like it's cool like right. to me it's cool is an amazing justification for research for people that are giving me money to do that it's not um which is frustrating for me um but i got an email today 
from one of my coworkers, and it was like, so Austin's doing some pretty interesting science, and it turns out it might be useful to the you know the project that I'm ostensibly working on. And I was like, yeah, what a great sentence. Because like, what's what's important is like to me, it's about like, oh, okay, I really can separate uh, different type of light from each other using you know pretty simple simple tools um mm -hmm. which is cool um and i like i don't know if that people have done it before mm -hmm. um but and it is also useful to the goals that people are paying me to figure out so mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. i i am i am very i think i'm i'm very optimistic about the application of research um, I th I think it it has often been proven true that research finds an application. Um, mm -hmm. Maybe not in the time frame that people that are paying you want it to. Um, right. But I, there there's like there's mathematicians that are like proudly declaring they only deal in maths and that none of their work will ever have practical applications and then computers come along and computers make like graph theory super relevant uh which is exciting it's exciting to me from a math perspective because really we have been for for maths that have physical um you know realizations we've really been mm -hmm. only limited to to differential equations uh kind of forever uh, but now with computers, there are so many more types of math that are seeing like physical application, physical realization, and it's it's awesome because it's like here's some theory from some guy in the 1700s. He mm -hmm. had no idea what was going to happen. He just loved math, and yeah. you know, is a genius. And now we we have their work. Uh, and we're we're using it to make better algorithms for our computers. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I I am perhaps too optimistic and uh, too much of a scientist to give an unbiased answer to that question. Mm -hmm. But I do consider myself kind of a bad scientist in many ways. Um, but anyway, can I talk about space now? Um, can you, can you remind me, are we going to get back to the question? I was going to ask you to ask the question again, and then I was going to get my final answer. Okay. But if if this, if you want to talk about the space, and then we'll get back to it, Okay. I'm okay with that. So the question is, is seeking knowledge for the sake of knowledge good, or should we have some end goal for the good of the world in mind? I mostly think of a scientific research, but you can go mm -hmm. wherever you want to go. So I'm going to go to space. Okay. I am really, I, I don't I don't think we should have um, crewed missions off-planet. I, I think okay. that is a waste. Um, because, so to me, yeah, let's, let's do it to find things out about space, but let's not do it to, like, terraform other planets or try to, to live on other planets. Because to me, the goal of that is when the planet dies, we're going to go somewhere else and live and be fine. Mm -hmm. That is so pessimistic. Like, 
there we are never going to have it as good anywhere as we have it right now on earth like right. earth is an amazing place it's great for us like let's take those resources and it's like let's go to Mars because Mars will save us Mars won't save us Mars will kill us you can't live on Mars you'll die let's like let's make here better let like here is great let's keep it that way uh-huh. and so yeah I'm I am all about knowing thing, more things about space but let's just know them and be like look into space and be like wow how lucky are we like how amazing is it that we're alive how amazing mm-hmm. is it that earth you know nurtures us in the way that it does let's not squander that let's not try right. to run away from that let's embrace that let's so that's so boo spacex i guess okay that's fair yeah so uh, that's all i have to say about that i think that's fine rant I, but I think also to your maybe to your previous point as well I think I, I agree with your point that we shouldn't give up on Earth mm-hmm. but I also think too like what are the things that we can discover from space exploration that can then help us here on Earth um, so don't limit that yeah I don't know either so to answer Valerie's question, I would say yes. Like, we should do research just for research sake or ex- explore for exploration's sake or whatever. Because I think, A, I think first and foremost, right, it's, it is in that that we, I think wonder and awe are underrated things in this world right now. I, I think there was a time maybe back when all these people yep, it were was, doing things. It was things. 1830 and 1840. Let me tell you, all was in fashion then. Just read the romantic poets. Sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but but I, th- I think, too, like, regardless of whether you're the scientific nerds like us or lots of other things, creative people have wonder and all. They're probably better at wonder and all. Yeah. Um, so, Byron. like... Shelley. But so I think, I think that is kind of my answer to the question. Is like, yeah, we should do those things. We should do, th- we should do more things. However, you experience wonder and awe, whether that is creatively, artistically, through math and science, through venues. I'm not even thinking about. Damn. Because, yeah, because like, all of those things reveal God's glory and reveal the creativity and the wisdom and the like infinite just beauty of of our creator and i think by doing those things those that's how we get connected to god and like i think it's super cool that like yeah maybe you listen to austin talk about like how cool it is that these like mathematicians a long time ago like we're talking about these things and now are applied in computers and it's awesome right and you're thinking like i have no idea what he's talking about but like i'm excited just to like hear austin talk about it because he's like in awe of that he's in wonder of that and like it's cool to see like him just like basking in that and like experiencing how cool god is and like i've experienced that as well whether it's like through math and science and biology and things like that or like just 
standing outside. Like, where was I? Where was I the other day? Just this morning, I was walking by a river, and the, like the sun was coming up and like shining through trees, and I'm just like, this is beautiful. I'm just like, so, anyways, that's my kind of thought on that. Is like, find however, what find the things that brings you awe, like just is just awe striking to you, and, and just like put you in a spot of wonder and just just go for that like i don't know i think we need more of that mm-hmm. and i think we also need to be at least and, and then maybe a challenge on that is like also try to see that how other people see it so like maybe you don't see how like maybe you're not the most artistic or creative person find someone who is and ask mm-hmm. them like why is this all why is this all inspiring to you why is this beautiful to you or if you're the other way around and you're like what is this math nerd talking about ask them about that and like i don't know i think that that's really important for my own really experience cool. people love talking about the things that they really love it's so true. just like ask if you want to talk to me about math we could for a while right. i would have a fun time <laughs> right and so yeah i don't know uh, that, uh, go ahead. Well, we need to wrap up, but I was reading a, yeah. I was reading some essays by Marilyn Robinson, author of uh, Gilead, um, and she was talking about how, you know, we say that like, the human brain is the most complex thing, known to us, mm-hmm. in. The universe, so like, she was like, let's let's just take time to, to be. A, appreciative of that more to be in awe of that more like everyone mm-hmm. that you interact with like no matter how dumb they are are more complex than anything else in the entire universe mm-hmm. um like at, like everyone is deserving of awe mm-hmm. um regardless of who they are like be just because they're amazing right um so it, that was, it was fun. She has a really fascinating perspective as a um, as an author. Uh, mm-hmm. So I, I was enjoying reading her essays. Well, good stuff. Recommendations for this week. Sure. Uh, so I finished up a book called uh, A Portrait... No. An Artist of the Floating World uh, by... Kazuo Ishiguro. I have almost read all of his books at this point. Um, mm-hmm. Because why not? Um, so it this is it is is very typical of him, uh, where it's a old person reflecting on their life, and you 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 think you know it's this this one I I thought was great because you think you know what's going on. And you slow, it slowly gets revealed more and more. You're like, okay, I definitely know what's going on by this point. But then he just, mm-hmm. like, turns it on its head. Because a lot of his books, it's just, like, a creeping realization of you knowing what's going know on. What's going. Mm-hmm. And so he builds to that in this one and then flips it. And you're like, oh, wait, I have no idea what's going on again. Like, you, you know, but everything that you assumed about the previous, like, most of the book... Mm-hmm. is no longer a valid way to view the book. So you have to think, like, it just reframes everything. And it's like, wait, what What was actually going on? Like, who is this guy? Mm-hmm. Um, 
so it was I, I it was great um it was I don't know I'll have to work on my ranking for him yeah it's set in Japan uh his first and second novels are um so really great it's it's very slow and very atmospheric as all of his books are um so look out for that going in and so mm-hmm. I if we ever get a place for me to post things I wrote a um kind of like an article about it so hopefully I can get that up somewhere and that might be in three weeks or something but mm-hmm. sounds good I picked up the buried not buried because apparently buried is not how you say it the buried giant oh exciting the other day at Goodwill did you I haven't started it, it but mm. no I will say it is it does t- it's like the beginning takes a little bit to get rolling but mm-hmm. uh, once it does it's pretty good mm-hmm. um, okay so recommendations for this week for me um, so I don't really know you know what I have tried though this week for the first time I was walking through Walmart and looked over my shoulder and I saw these Pop-Tart Bites. Let me look up what they're actually oh, called. Oh, no, I did see those. Yeah, I know what Pop-Tart you're talking about. Bites. Let me tell you, I have been eating a way too many <laughs> Pop-Tart Bites. They're just like mini Pop-Tarts, mm-hmm. basically. And, like, they're just so much better. I don't know why they're better, but, like, I've had the brown sugar cinnamon, which, like, is just great, like, to begin with. But, like... I don't, they're like fluffier. You know how mm. sometimes like the, you're like, you oh, know what I was yes. worried about? I, I thought it was just going to be the about. crispy yeah. outsides like framed in this like crunchy terribleness that you have to just get through before you can eat the delicious insides. No, that's what I afraid these were going to be like. Not at all. There's no crispy outside. Somehow it's just really? perfectly fluffy inside all the time. It's amazing. I saw those and... I uh, I was like, hmm, maybe I should try these, but I was like, I don't know. It's like, I don't know if I can bring myself to just eat pop, because I know that I'm going <laughs> to eat them like I do Reese's Minis, right? Which is just open that bag and pour them into my mouth. And I'm like, I don't know if I can, if I can do that. Okay, what, what I will say, what's nice about this is that there aren't that many in, okay. like, one of the individual bags. That is good to so know. So in the event that you do just pop it open, which you will, and just <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> eat the I, whole thing. This is, I, I'm, I'm going through Walmart, and this is my exact thought process. I'm like, I'm going to get that, open that, and just eat an entire bag uh-huh. of, of mini Pop-Tarts in one setting. Yep, and yep. It, like, that's not, that's not good. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's my recommendation. One quick thing before we end. I forgot, completely forgot to mention this. So, I was Googling myself, you know, like you do sometimes. Mm-hmm. And guess what I have found? You I, share your name with a Swedish film star. Nope. Oh. Um, so, there's a website out there called Everybody Wiki. Okay. I'm not. I'm not really sure what it exists, but basically it's like Wikipedia, but I think you can just like put any anybody on there or something. I don't know. So I have a 
I have a everybody wiki profile which there I, I can like see who ed edited it let me see if I can bring up who edited it um anyway I can't find it but I'm just gonna there's like oh what I was just gonna say quick plug I was reading uh one star reviews for Kazuo Ishiguro books mm -hmm. and it's it's so fun reading them because they're like it, they they like are saying the exact right things about the book, but they hate <laughs> them. <laughs> yep, it's 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 awesome because like they really have great, um, they really have great uh, like insight into the book. They just hate it. Uh huh. Yeah. So I don't know who created this. It probably was one of the youth. So probably like yeah, Alex. Paquin that's what or I was something. gonna guess. So, props to Alex. It's definitely somewhat kind of weird because it's like, here is all of my personal information on the internet. But like in reality, you can get it, learn all this from the podcast, so that's fine. But it's just weird to see it all written out in like a Wikipedia entry. So, I mean, it's Alex. not accurate. Oh wait, never what? mind. <laughs> I forgot you were born in Ohio. I was born in Ohio. Okay, well, that's the end that I have. Anything else you have before we wrap this up? Uh, no, I don't make me an everybody wiki. <laughs> <laughs> you hear it here, folks. Okay, so remember, we're going to take a three-week break. We'll be back August 23rd. Um, enjoy your summer. Um, let us know, again, if you have any thoughts or things. Send us emails. Mm -hmm. um, we'll be back on the 23rd of August ready to ring in the school year and bring you back that great intro music that is like banjo whiskey tennessee whiskey or whatever it speaking is speaking of which did i so i saw a tweet uh-huh or okay i had heard about a tweet that lil nas x retweeted uh -huh. where it's just like the year is 2040 the entire billboard <laughs> top 100 is old town road lil nas x is the president Everyone is required to send in their own verse. It's so good. There's another version released today. Yeah, oh, you're listening it's to so, it before. It's bad. It's like, it's, it's not so even bad. good. No, no, no. The one with Young Thug and Mason Ramsey was pretty good. I like that one. <laughs> the, uh, yeah. I watched that video with Zach. It uh -huh. was... Uh. Mm, 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 mm. Anyway. Good stuff. Have a nice summer. Yeah, we'll see you in three weeks.